This episode of Dream Team Fantasy is brought to you by Thunder Drain. If you live in the greater Rochester area and are in need of a plumber, text or call Thunder Drain. It's 585-500-1177. Welcome to another episode of Dream Team Fantasy. Alongside Tyler Syracuse, I'm Nick Morrow. What is up, bud? What up? We're coming off a, a good sports betting week in week 10. We enjoyed the games in, in your basement. Have the, the man cave down there. Nice setup. Got the bathroom, the fridge. Ordered some food. So it was a nice Sunday for us. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Wish it was a little better uh, TFS week. Could have been better. Had a, had a good lineup going in DraftKings and in FanDuel. I was like, I think I was like 78th when you left my house going to the four o'clock games. I had Aaron Jones and Greg Olson and Olson was just getting grabs. I wish it was on DraftKings because we got the full point PPR Um, and Aaron Jones was going off and I got ended up getting up to like 11th. Um, Won some good money, doubled my money, which is always good. Can't complain. The bets were good. We had a good week as far as uh, our picks for NFL Um, and now we're on to week 11. So what else week 10 um we lost out of our survivor pick Oof. Wah, wah, wah. saints so just did. didn't show up it was ugly yeah like i don't know what happened i mean I we, were, heard... we were watching the game a little bit but like every time they showed we were watching red zone so every time they showed a highlight it was the falcons because <laughs> the saints didn't even score a touchdown yeah. some of the biggest mismatches of the week were saints offensive line versus falcons defensive line and saints defensive line versus falcons offensive line they were feared by two touchdowns and for whatever reason, they came out of their bye, weren't able to score a touchdown. I think they only mustered up nine points. But I did hear on their bye week that Sean Payton, the head coach, married his long-term girlfriend, and maybe they partied a little too hard or mm. something because, uh, yeah, they just didn't show up. Awesome. Well, it costed <laughs> us a quarter of a million dollars possibly if we made it through the survivor pick. Second pick was the Colts. They lost anyway, so I feel better about yeah, that. we did you know? feel better because of that because we were definitely debating back and forth whether or not to take the the Saints or the Colts. So those were really our, the only two options, in my opinion. Yeah, we had already used the Ravens and a couple other teams, so those were the two options that we were going back and forth between. So the, it started off with like 11,500 people, and it was down to 2,000 last week, and now it's down to like 160 people. Yeah, over 90% of the people oh, got knocked out last week. It was God. a tough week last week. It was a weird week. But. Yeah, and at the end, they split. However many people are left, it's like $250,000. So, I mean, right there, 100 people. They're already <sighs> sitting nice. So sometimes they do, if they get down to like 50 or something, they'll email each other and be like, do you want to call it now and split yeah. and end it? Um, I guess we should have like the Browns. Browns suck. Bills are just worse. Um, Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird week. I I definitely didn't see the Saints losing, let alone not even scoring a touchdown against that Atlanta defense. And I could have saw the Colts losing. The Falcons or Miami's been playing tough. They're playing desperate, and Fitzpatrick's got them uh, playing. I guess you could say the best football they've played all year. But whatever. All right, so on to Week Eleven. Quick update on our DTF league. 
I fucking lost by one point because I went against Delvin Cook on Sunday. Was it Monday night? Sunday night. Sunday night? Sunday night. And he had Aaron Jones, who went off that day earlier. And you had Rodgers. And I had Rodgers, who didn't do anything. And Adams didn't score a touchdown still. And my McKissick, though. My McKissick. (laughs) (laughs) Won my McKissick bet with Tyler. He had... Kalen Balaj, I don't know why he wanted him, but he got didn't Balaj get like twenty four touches? Yeah, he had like eighty five percent, something years. Yeah, he was on the field like eighty five, ninety percent of Dolphins offense. He just McKissick didn't. was only out there because Ty Johnson got concussed in the first quarter. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen, so that's why I picked him. <laughs> no, I, I Miami hates Balaj, and he's just bad. I, I mean, oh, he's I don't know, terrible. He's terrible, and yeah. the, for some reason Miami just hates him, and obviously probably because he's bad. But I ended up losing by a point. Um, Tyler ended up, did you win? No, you lost. Um, but you're sitting second still. I dropped down to freaking eighth. So I'm not even in the playoffs anymore at the moment. So going to need a big week this week. Unfortunately, I got Rogers off. So I'm playing, um, who am I playing this week? Oh, Rivers. I don't know. I might pick someone up, but Rivers against KC in Mexico city. What do you think about that matchup? So Rivers last week looked absolutely terrible against the Raiders on Thursday night football. Casey's D looks bad though. Yeah, Casey's defense is definitely bad, but I mean Rivers looked totally washed that game. He made a ton of egregious decisions in the red zone. He almost I mean, he threw three interceptions to that one Raiders player. It just <laughs> seemed like he was throwing to him every time. And they even had a couple interceptions called back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he's washed because I mean, he, he, it was just, I think he had a bad game is what it comes down to. But yeah, I think it's going to be a projected shootout going up against the Chiefs. So I, I think that's a good pickup. And then I'm going to play McKissick again. <laughs> I'm running him back. I got no one else. Uh, I actually picked up a quarterback too because I have Russell Wilson on by. So I picked up Kyle Allen against that's the, who I, I the put Falcons. A, I put a favor or I put a waiver in for him. So you must have beat me to that. So yeah, I do like that matchup. But I got Adams on a bye, Rodgers on a bye. Um, <clears throat> And I picked up Hollister, the tight end for Seattle. So might be running him and my flex going forward. He's been looking good. Uh, Russell Wilson likes him. So we'll see what happens. I need a big win this week. Big win. Um, all right, let's go to the slate. I like the slate. Um, looked at it this morning. A bunch of teams I really like. By the way, no guests today. Um, no core four today with the guests. We had a guy, but apparently he doesn't have a phone number. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want us to have his phone number. He thinks we're going to scam him or something. Uh, whatever. I we'll should get, be able to get one for next week. We'll get someone next week. Um, try and get one every week for you guys. Um, getting a lot of feedback on it. People like it. People have been using the core four. It's been decent. Um, about, you know, a couple of the players that our guests have chosen have really gone off and uh, definitely have been a player you've had to have in your, have in your lineup if you wanted to take down a GPP. Odell Beckham was close. Uh, as soon as the red zone kicked off, they switched over <laughs> to that Browns game. game. Chuck deep to Odell, almost an 80-yard touchdown, but Baker overthrew him just by uh, a yard or two. Yeah, Landry's been getting most of the grabs, and I, I just don't think Odell and Baker are on the same page yet. It's going to take a season. Next season, I think they uh, – Odell is a good a good year, but Landry's definitely been having the better year this year. Um, all right, so let's start at QB up top. Probably the front runner for MVP right now, Lamar Jackson, followed by Breeze, Deshaun Watson, Dak, Jimmy, Stafford, if he's healthy, Brady, Josh Allen's cousin, Winston, Ryan, and Kyler Murray here at 7,600. 
Who do you like at QB this week? So actually, when you look at the odds, Russell Wilson is the front runner for MVP. I kind of agree that it should be Jackson, especially after that last Jackson's game. Jackson's got to be two, isn't he? Yeah, Jackson's the second best how odds. Far, how, what's the difference? Do you know? It was like plus 160 uh, for Russell Wilson compared to like plus 250, 260 okay, so for Lamar. Close, yeah. yeah. So assuming Lamar keeps lighting it up, I mean, he's got another good matchup against the Texans. Uh, the Ravens are implied for, for a lot of points. Um, you kind of need the Texans to keep up in that game. I'm not sure how much success they'll have going up against that Ravens defense. Ravens secondary is really good. They got a decent pass rush going up against a terrible offensive line. And they got, I mean, really good corners to match up with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we'll see if uh, Will Fuller's back. He got it in a limited practice session today with a hamstring injury. Um, and that would help Kenny Stills, too, because he would get back in the slot instead of out wide where I think he tends to have more success in the slot. Um, so I think you should play Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's averaging almost 27 fan duel points a game. It's hard not to play him. It really is. He went for over 30 last week and he only had 17 pass attempts. <laughs> he was on the field for like half the game. It felt like that was it. I mean, it was one play, they score one play, they score. And then that was it. And it was the same thing for Mark Andrews and, and uh, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Cause Andrews played less than 20 snaps and he finished as, I think, the top-scoring tight end of the slate. Marquise Brown played, like, I think it was 10 or 12 snaps, and he finished with 80 yards and a touchdown. And then, like I said, Jackson only had 17 pass attempts, and he finished as, I think, the top-scoring quarterback because he even had more than Mahomes. I'm not sure anyone passed him. No, I don't think so either. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he just went off. And I, it's hard, I mean, it's hard not to play the guy. He's been absolutely solid. He gets the rushing points, the rushing touchdowns that – Spin move he pulled last week was absolutely video game-like. It was insane. Um, the guy's a freak athlete. He can clearly throw the ball. Baltimore is clearly a great team. Um, their defense is good. I think they have the third-best defense when it comes to um, you know plays per their opponent, plays per game. So they're you know three and outs, getting their opponent off the field and getting Jackson the ball right back. So he's getting a ton of opportunities and at 8800 I mean, it's a steep price for a quarterback, but it's probably a price you're going to want to pay. Um, going down, Drew Brees, um, Jared Smola tweeted out a stat on Brees on how bad he's been against Tampa Bay in Tampa. And that really made me double check and look at the stats because I did like Brees, obviously going against that Tampa secondary. He's been awful, but in Tampa, he's just been horrible against the Bucs at home or on the road. And uh, he might be someone that I fade. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of exposure. Uh, maybe people are going to be thinking a bounce back game. And like I said, Tampa's Tampa's defense is bad, especially against the pass. Um, I'm definitely going to like some Michael Thomas um, when we get to wide receiver. But I might fade Breeze. And it might be, honestly, Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott for me this week. I really like Dak against that Detroit um, D. They're not great against the quarterback. Dak's been playing good. Amari Cooper's playing out of his mind. Um, and I just think Dak could get a rushing touchdown, some rushing yards against that Detroit defense. And uh, at 8,100, 700 less than Lamar could help you in some savings. Yeah, so if I'm not going to pay up for Jackson, and I agree with the Drew Brees, um, chances are I'll just find the extra 500 bucks and pay up for Jackson instead of Brees. And then you could always get exposure to Saints through Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara since it's such a concentrated offense. Besides that, 
I'm not sure on Dak Prescott yet. I'm going to have to dig a little more research, and we'll see if Stafford's playing. Um, besides that, I'm interested in Josh Allen going up against the Dolphins. Uh, he's coming off a two-rushing touchdown game. He had 25 fan duel points. Um, I think this is really where he can kind of hit his stride. We see his uh, rushing floor helps his ceiling as well, so I think he could have another big game. And then I like Tom Brady going up against the Eagles pass funnel, and I like Jameis Winston with no Marshawn Lattimore in the lineup. Going to the Winston well, huh? Yeah, I'm not – I don't know. Josh Allen doesn't do it for me. Um, I, I'm not going to – I'm going to fade Kyler this week. I, I think San Fran has a big bounce-back game. Um, I don't really have any other interests. I don't – I'm not going to play Carr. Since his defense is bad, but – I just don't see Carr really going off to a point where, you know, I'd rather actually pay down 200 less and play Kyle Allen at home against Atlanta. That'd probably be the lowest I'd go at quarterback here at 7,200. Um, and I never thought we would see a game in 2019 where the Raiders are double-digit favorites. <laughs> I know. It's just crazy how bad the Bengals are. They're that bad. I'm definitely um, – I don't think I'm going to play some Carr, but I might get some exposure to Allen. Talk me into Winston because I, I really don't have any faith in him this week against New Orleans. I mean, I, I just feel like New Orleans is going to have a bounce-back game, and I feel like Winston's due for one of his blow-up games, four INTs, you know, and then everyone's like, oh, there he is. So he's actually been really consistent the last several weeks. I mean, he's gone over 300 yards four games in a row, and he had only uh, a uh, – a record of two touchdowns in those games. So, I mean, he's getting a ton of yards. I think he's going to see some positive regression from the from the touchdown standpoint. And he's even ran the ball uh, the last three weeks. He had 40 rushing yards last week, and he had 53 rushing yards the week before. And I just think without Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans is just going to have a field day. Um, the Saints are also terrible in the slot. They give up the second most points in the league to slot wide receivers, which is where Chris Godwin will primarily be running his routes. And you know Jameis already looks for Evans and Godwin a lot, so I think both those guys could have a field day. And I think a, a, a stack that I'm going to run would be Winston with Evans and Godwin and then pay up for Michael Thomas on the other side for the run back. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then Josh Allen, I don't know. It, I, I haven't played him at all this year, not once. Um, looking at his stat line, it's not awful. Um, I mean, he did get two rushing touchdowns last week. He fumbled a lot, though, and that worries me. Yeah, he just continues to fumble, and that his running ability is going to hurt him at one point where he's just going to run and get absolutely clocked, and then he's going <laughs> to get out of the game or something. I think John Brown's finally going to catch a long one. You think so? He's I, due. He's I mean, due. Yeah. He, he is due. He's been getting the targets. He's been having decent games, but he just hasn't blown up yet. I think this is the week where he catches uh, – you know, one or two long touchdowns and kind of breaks the slate. All right. I mean, I, I like John Brown this week. I mean, the guy's been consistent. I especially like him in DraftKings because he does get grabs. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. So, on the running back here, up top, of course, McCaffrey, 10-5. $2,000 again, more than the second, mo the second running back, Delvin Cook, then Zeke. Josh Jacobs, who I really like this week. Um if he's healthy, he's got like a shoulder injury, and I think he's just going to have an absolute field day. His splits between his home and road are insane. He's so much better at home, and Cincinnati is second to worst in the league in running. 
um, run block. So I just think that Jacobs is going to have a huge day at 8,000. 2,500 less than McCaffrey. I could see him getting just as many points as McCaffrey possibly because um, he gets the workload. He gets 20-plus touches a game every game. So um, who are your, what are your thoughts this week on running back? So I think you pretty much have to play Christian McCaffrey even at that price tag. I know we're going to have to find some value somewhere because, you know, we want to pay up for all these studs and we want to get them in there. So we got to, you know, find value somewhere. Uh, it's funny because McCaffrey's lowest – game of the season if you take away the tampa bay bucks games was actually last week against the backers and he had 23.1 fan duel points which is insane i mean he's having an unbelievable year and he plays 100 percent of snaps mm-hmm. and they're going up against the falcons and like i mean he's gonna put up 25 again and anytime you can guarantee yourself like a 20 point floor he's obviously really good for cash games but he also has the ceiling to break the slate with his you know 30 to 40 point performances Delvin Cook has another good matchup, too. They're 10-point favorites against the Broncos. I'm not totally sure with Josh Jacobs. I just think he's at a price point where, you know, he's almost as expensive as Zeke and Delvin Cook, and I would probably prefer those running backs over Jacobs. I think he's going to have a decent week, but he's priced as the fourth most expensive guy on FanDuel. I just like that maybe he – I don't know if he's going to be chalky or not um, because, like you said, Zeke's 400 more than him. Cook 600 more than him, and then you got Kamara 200 less than him. So he's right in the middle of all those guys. Maybe he goes on notice, but they are playing the Bengals. So if I feel like he's going to be low-owned, I'm really going to want him, um, especially for GPPs. But, I I mean, I do like Zeke. Um, you got to like Delvin Cook, and if you can pay up for McCaffrey, it's, you mean, hard not to. Yeah, and the most – well, the most owned player – from the running back position is obviously going to be Leonard Fournette. His price makes zero sense to me, 7,200. We've seen him at these prices before, and he's literally like 95% owned in cash games. I'm not sure why FanDuel hasn't adjusted his salary. He basically plays the Christian McCaffrey role. He's out there for pretty much every snap. He's getting five to seven targets a game. His only issue has been touchdowns, where he only has one going into the bye week. And we obviously expect to see some regression there. So for 7,200, I, I think he should pretty much be locked into your lineups. I do like Tevin Coleman just below him. Uh, it was reported that Brita is probably going to miss one to two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we know Shanahan likes to mix in other running backs. We're going to see Mostert out there. But Tevin Coleman's definitely going to be the workhorse, playing about 60 to 70% of snaps. And he's going to get the red zone carries. And he's got an awesome matchup as double-digit favorites against the Cardinals. So... I like some uh, Tevin Coleman as well. Yeah, I like the Coleman call. I really want to play Fournette just because of his, you know, the amount of touches he gets and how he's on the field pretty much the whole game. Um, but I, I don't know. The price that they have him at worries me that maybe, you know, I don't know if they just didn't adjust it or they really are high on Indy's defense, who's good against the run, but they're not great. Um I don't know if Brissett's going to be back and if Indy puts up points against the Jags team and forces them. I mean, he still gets touches even when they're behind. They still they don't abandon the run. So, I mean, yeah, 7,200 is just a really good price for him. It's I, it's hard for me not to imagine him hitting value there at 7,200. Um, going down a little bit, I do like Devin Singletary this week. Uh, 6,500 against Miami, just awful Miami team. Um, and if Buffalo can get a lead, run the ball, um, I like Singletary and get a couple grabs out of the backfield. Do we think New Orleans, New Orleans, Tampa Bay game is going to be a fast paced game. 
Um, and if New Orleans puts up points, I, I do like Ronald Jones to get a bunch of grabs out of the backfield, especially in DraftKings. I mean, he had eight targets last week, eight receptions for 77 yards. Still got 11 carries, found the end zone. He did fumble, um, but I, I, I mean, Tampa came out, said that he was going to be the guy, and he was the guy. So, And I, if you're going to get that kind of usage in the passing game, it's just going to really increase his floor, and he could have a big game. Yeah, but the Saints I mean, do have a good rush defense. Yeah, so, I mean, if they are running the ball and maybe they're not getting anywhere, they try and swing him out, get him into some space, um, and he gets some grabs out of the backfield. A little value play I like. Um, I do like some Carlos Hyde against Baltimore's run defense. They haven't been great. Um, and if Houston can keep Lamar off the field, I think they give the ball to Hyde. We've seen him do it before, hand the ball to Hyde a bunch of times. You've texted me before, like, what the fuck are they doing with Hyde? Um, they give him the ball. And if if their game plan going is to keep Lamar off the field and just kind of take those long drives and milk the clock and try and get a field goal and in the end zone, um, I think Hyde has a good day. I think he gets a bunch of touches. And then down a little farther, 5,900, Brian Hill with Freeman out um, against that Panthers rush defense, which is just – they're bad. I mean, Aaron Jones and Williams last week absolutely torched them, um, and they've been torched for numerous weeks now. And Brian Hill, last last game when Freeman went out last week, 20 touches for 61 yards, and he did have a, a reception for a touchdown. So I, I don't – think that they're going to – I think they drafted a running back in like the fifth round I heard um, that they kind of like, so I don't know. And they have Kenyon Barner there, but you still figure Hill He's got to be, be the guy, you know, right? Playing 80% of the snaps. Yeah. And like you said, it's a good matchup. It is a great matchup. And at 5,900, um, hard to pass up that value as well. Any other value plays down here that you like? I like James White just above Brian Hill. Okay. I think um, it's going to be a game – you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriots – um, they're, you know, they're smart. They know that the Eagles can stop the run. So these are the types of games where they get in shotgun and they let Brady throw the ball 50 times and the Eagles linebackers are not good and they're willing to concede running back catches. So I think it could be a James White blow up spot. The only problem is they have, you know, Michelle there, they have Burkhead there. I, that's my issue with new England every week. I, who do you play? Sanu got 14 targets last week. Sanu, Edelman got Edelman. another 11. I just don't know who to play. And you can't even – it's not like, okay, I'm going to get exposure to New England and just throw in Brady. He really hasn't been having those games where he's getting you those kind of exposure points. I do think that's a week where you could just throw in Brady and kind of – This week? And kind of get all the – you know, not having to worry about stack him. You could always pair him up with Edelman because Edelman gets his. I do think it's going to be a James White week. Not so sure on Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett. I think one of them could have a big game. But I do like Brady because I just think they're going to throw the ball 50 times. You know, they get in shotgun. They're going to get the ball out quick because they know the Eagles have a good rush defense and a good pass rush. And they're just going to let Brady uh, pick them apart with short passes. How bad did David Johnson look last week? Yeah, I mean, he, he I, I looked mean, really bad. He looked slow and, and worried to we, run. We and were take watching a hit. him, and he literally looked like he was running in sand. Like he in slow was, motion. He was going. We were like, "What is this guy doing?" And it's just someone tweeted out that he looked like Rob, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski at the end of his career, and I was dying laughing because yeah. So like, I'm a personal trainer, so I could kind of see like certain imbalances when people run, and what, to me, it just looks like he. Why would they put him out there? 
I don't think it's his. I think it's his back. Because when you look at him run, it just looks like he's like, he's like super tight too. and yeah. like yeah, it just he doesn't look good at all. So why, I don't understand why they put him out there though. I mean, if and the they guy's said not he, healthy, he said he was one hundred percent going into the week. There's no way. So yeah, definitely I call not. bullshit. So you would assume that Kenyon Drake will get the majority of the carries there, and then Chase Edmonds uh, might even come back from his hamstring issue, and you wonder if David Johnson will will get buried on the depth chart just because he didn't look good. He at looked all. he looked awful. I thought they were going to use him as maybe a wide receiver because they said they were healthy. So like I did get a little bit of Dave Johnson exposure last week because I thought maybe they'd put him in the slot or maybe they'd put him you know as a wide receiver and put him and Drake out on the field at the same time because he's a great pass catcher. And other than Christian Kirk and, you know, Old Bones, Larry Fitzgerald, they really don't have anyone else to throw the ball to. Um, but that did not happen. And he looked really bad and really unhealthy. So, um, all right, let's go on to wide receiver. Um, up top, Michael Thomas, just got to get him in your lineup somehow this week. Not, I mean, $9,000, that's insane. But he's on pace to set the receptions and yards record. For every, I mean, he's guaranteed 10-plus targets every single week. He's almost guaranteed 10 grabs every single week, 100 yards, and almost a touchdown. I mean, he is the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers. Um, you just got to get him in your lineup somehow. Um, Hopkins, if Fuller plays, uh, probably not too high on Hopkins um would probably rather pay up for michael thomas or pay down for mike evans and amari cooper um it just seems like when fuller's out there hopkins seems to kind of go missing a little bit um i don't know what do you think i I just think that um watson really likes fuller a little more um i but i don't know why he doesn't throw to hopkins all the time but i just feel like when fuller's out there on the field Hopkins just isn't his normal self he hasn't been this year at least yeah I'm not so sure I'm gonna take any Texans really at all the Ravens have a good pass rush which I think can really get to Deshaun Watson I know he's gonna work some magic because he gets you know he escapes like Russell Wilson and makes plays outside of the pocket but I, I just don't think the receivers are going to be able to get open against those corners. They have Marlon Humphrey playing in the slot. He's PFF's one of their highest-graded cornerbacks. They have Jimmy Smith back from the MCL sprain. And then uh, forgetting the other corner that they have there. but um, Oh, they uh, traded Brian for Peters. Uh, Marcus Peters, right? And then they got Old Thomas back. I mean, their yeah. defense is good. So, so Yeah, just the defense in general is really good. And like you said, they limit uh, opposing <laughs> offenses' plays. So I don't really trust anyone on the Texans, honestly, this week, which is tough for me to say because I'm a big believer in in Deshaun Watson, and I usually like investing in their offense. Um, Like I said, I want to definitely get some Mike Evans and Godwin stacks going with Jameis. I do like Amari Cooper slash Michael Gallup. Uh, I'm going to be playing both of them. I think one of them is going to have a huge game. Kenny Kenny Galladay is tough to trust. Um, you know, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. So we'll see if Stafford gets back out there. I already mentioned Edelman. I do like him. I think Stefan Diggs could have another big game going up against the Broncos. He's going to see some Chris Harris, but Stefan Diggs can beat any cornerback. And, and I think the Vikings are going to have the ball a lot. I just think, I just think Denver's that Denver's that Tennessee t- team. They're not as good as Tennessee, but their defense is very underrated. And I think it could be, they could shut down Kirk Cousins for sure. I could see Cousins having a really bad game. I mean, Cousins have been off awesome. He has 15 touchdowns compared to one interception over the last six games. But and the thing with Diggs too is sometimes 
you know, they'll just go super run heavy with Dalvin Cook and that'll Thielen's be it. gonna be back, right? I don't we think we think he's gonna be back. I don't think he's gonna be back because they go on bye next week and he didn't practice on Wednesday, so it almost makes sense that they'll hold him out and then he'll return after their bye week. Okay. Um down a little farther, I do like Sanders if he plays. Um I like San Fran this week. I might actually back to quarterback. I might actually try and get some Jimmy G this week. Um, I just do. I like San Fran to have a bounce back game, and Arizona defense has been better, but um, they they haven't been good at all. So I, if Sanders plays, he's clearly the guy that Jimmy goes to, especially if Kittle's out. But if Kittle's out, hammering Kittle against uh, that Arizona defense, I like the Gallup call. I, I do like this Dallas game, Dallas Detroit game. I, I like Dallas's side of the ball on this one. Um, down a little farther, I like um, DJ Moore. He's been having an unbelievable year see, quietly for Carolina. Um, going against that awful Atlanta defense, I'm going to go right back to them, even though they shut down the Saints last week. But maybe the Saints had a little fun with uh, Coach and his new <laughs> wife or something. I don't know. Breaking news with Tyler here live. <laughs> and FanDuel is just refusing to adjust DJ Moore's price. I, I Honestly, I don't even know why he's less than Samuel. He I, got 10, 9, 10, and 11 targets his last four games. Back-to-back 100-yard games, and they're just not increasing him. And he's 300 less than his number two wide receiver on the team. I think he's the number one guy. Yeah. So, I mean, hard to not play him at $6,000. Um, we like John Brown here at 5900 Any interest in Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I was going to say I like a lot of guys in this 5K range rather than the 6K range. So in the 5K range, 5K range we have Tyler Boyd, 5,900, John Brown, 5,900. We have Debo Samuel, 5,600 coming up uh, against the big game against the Seahawks. If Sanders is out, I really like Debo Samuel. Yeah, and if Kittle's out, I mean, he's oh, going to yeah, be the guy. Sure. Yep. He's 5,600. Marquise Brown's 5,600 going up against a terrible Texans secondary. And then we have Terry McLaurin and Calvin Ridley at 5,500. And then I have a sleeper, 5,400. We have D.D. Westbrook coming back from injury in the slot against the Colts defense. Big Dick Nick coming back, <laughs> loves the slot. He played in a preseason game with Westbrook and targeted Westbrook seven times in one quarter. And Westbrook caught all seven of them. I think it was like 54 yards. But uh, Nick Foles loves throwing to the slot, and I think Westbrook's going to be his guy. So um, I'm definitely going to be taking some uh, D.D. Westbrook. I don't know. Indie defense at home, it's what worries me. And Minshew's game last week was awful in London. He just had an awful game. So um, I don't know. We'll see here two weeks ago because they were on a bye. Um, we'll see. D.D. Uh, could be a good call. Um, down a little farther. Any interest in Ted Ginn at fifty two hundred? Um, no, for I me, think that's about it, as far down as it I'd, would probably be. Philip Dorsett would be the cheapest I would go, just as a dart throw going okay. up against the Eagles secondary. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, there's definitely some value plays at wide receiver here for sure. Um, tight end position, Kittle up top, uh, seventy five hundred. If he plays, I really like Kittle this week. Tight end's a tough one this week. I, I don't have any interest in Waller. He'll probably be the chalk. 6,700 going against Cincy. I, I feel like he'll be the chalk. Um, Hooper's out with an MCL. Um, Andrews had a big week last week. And if Kittle's out, I mean, those two will probably get most of the plays. Um, but my one big play that I like this week at tight end is Jared Cook. Um, Tampa Bay is awful at covering the slot. 
and with Evans on one end and um, Ginn on the other, I, I just think that Cook in the middle there is going to get his, and Breeze likes him, and we think this is going to be a good high-scoring game, fast-paced game. Both offenses play pretty quick. Um, so I definitely like Jerry Cook at $6,000, especially if Kittle's out um, because everyone's going to be going towards Andrews and Waller. Yeah, so if Kittle's in, I'm definitely going to lock and load him going up against the Cardinals. If I were to pick between Andrews and Waller, it would probably be Waller just for the better matchup. And because Waller plays 100% of the snaps compared to Andrews, who sometimes only plays a third of the snaps. But, I mean, Andrews, I feel like Andrews just doesn't need a lot of time on the field. I mean, and Jackson loves him. Yeah, I mean, he ran 18 routes last week and was targeted eight times. So, like, every time he runs a route, he basically gets targeted, like, 50% of the time, which is just absurd. Yeah. Um, You would think that opposing defenses would kind of catch on to that and – and okay, if they fi- see him out there, yeah. you know, throw a double team on him or, or whatever. No, because they're worried about Brown or they're worried about Hollywood over the top. So they got to worry about his speed. And Andrews is just going right down the seam, right down the sidelines. And uh, Lamar is putting it right to him. But um, yeah, Andrews and Waller, I, I don't know. I'm going to fade Zach Ertz going up against the Eagles. I'm going to fade him Patriots. too. Yeah. I, I, just, I think, just think they're going to sell out to stop him. Yeah. And that's what Belichick does best is he picks the opponent team, the opponent's best player and just shuts them down and makes them, you know, beat them a different Cause way. Cause they're going to throw Gilmore on Alshon. Yep. You know, they're not worried about Nelson Aguilar. They're not no. worried about Dallas Goddard. Jordan Matthews. They're going to double, <laughs> they're going to double Zach Ertz every play. I yeah, think. And I think so take too. Him out. I don't have any, I, like I said, I'd rather play Jerry cook at 6,000. Aside from that, I, I don't see any other value plays. If Stafford plays, I might have some interest in Hawkinson. Um, OJ Howard had a great game coming back last week. He, he's one reason why I'm not 100% sold on Godwin and Evans, just because... The Saints um, always take away the tight ends. I know, but it's Winston. He'll force <laughs> it in there, and he'll throw three interceptions if he has to, and he likes O.J. Howard. And, I mean, he looked dominant last week, so coming back from injury, second week back, um, I don't know. He worries me taking targets and catches away from Godwin and Evans because now there's a third bash brother, you could say, um, that has to get targets and grabs. For me, it's going to be Eric Ebron at 5,200. He's coming off a 12-target game. And like I said last week, he he complained about his role to the coaches. He thought he was deserving to be out there more, to get more playing time, to get more targets. And they rewarded him with 12 targets. And assuming T.Y. Hilton's out again, and even Jack Doyle's on the injury report, so if Jack Doyle doesn't play, Eric Ebron would, would really be a good play. But even if he does play, I, I think he's still a, a good option going up against the Jags. And I could see him lean, leading the team in targets again. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any interest in Ebron. Um, is T.Y. back? Is T.Y. going to be back next week? I think he's doubtful. Is he? Yeah. I mean, if he's out, that could be... That could definitely benefit Ebron. And they always have packages for him in the red zone because they definitely view him as as a as a threat in the red zone. So yeah, for sure. Tight end's tough this week. I like I said, it for me right now it's Jared Cook and Kittle. If Kittle's in, those are gonna be my two guys. I'll let the field take Andrews and Waller, and I'd rather take Kittle up top and try and get some value with Cook um and pay up elsewhere. Definitely a wide receiver. So we'll see what happens there. Um not much else to talk about a tight end. You got anyone else there? That was it. 
Okay. Defense. Um, we like to wait for O line, D line matchup to come out. Um, so defense is message us later in the week and we give out our defensive plays. Um, but up top, you got the Bills going against Miami, Oakland um, at home against Cincy, the Patriots against Philly, Niners against Arizona. I, I like the Niners here at 4,900. Um, you know, maybe people start funneling towards the Bills up top and the Raiders and Pats and don't really play a lot of the Niners, so maybe they go under own. Um, then you got New Orleans, Minnesota. If Stafford doesn't play, you like Minnesota? Uh, the Vikings are playing the Broncos, so they're, they're. Oh, excuse me, they're playing baby hands. They're going up against baby, baby hands. hands. Yeah, so I'm thinking the Vikings might be chalk. Um, I'm gonna eat the chalk at defense just because. You think the Vikings are gonna be chalk? I'm going back to the well against baby hand boy. He he played pretty well in his first game, but I think the Vikings can generate a lot of pressure. I don't think the Broncos have the receivers that can beat the Vikings corners, and baby hand boy's going on the road. I just think the Vikings can totally like eat him up. Um, but I do like the call on the Niners defense as well. Uh, apparently, I'm a Kyler Murray hater because I'm betting against him every week. And, um, yeah, I think the Niners can take advantage of that offensive line. And they just played the Cardinals a couple weeks ago and actually had their worst defensive game of the year. So I think they're going to be hungry. And they're coming off their first loss too. So I, I think they can really pound the Cardinals this week. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like San Fran to have a bounce back and – they just played the Cardinals two weeks ago, so they should, you know, know what's expected. I'm sure um, Cliff will throw some plays in and try and switch it up and get Murray moving. But I do like that. Any other value plays down here at defense? You got the Jets. The only other one that stood out to me was the the Ravens, 4,300 home yeah. against uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans. He takes a lot of sacks. He's turnover prone sometimes. I mean, he's an awesome quarterback, MVP. Their offensive line but, is bad, though. Yeah. And I could definitely, I mean, and at 4,300, I could definitely get him, see him getting a sack, maybe a pick or two. Um, other than that, I don't think I like anyone else down here in value play. I've been liking Carolina's defense um, the past couple weeks. So maybe a bounce back week at home against Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta just had a really good game last week and they're going to go back to what we thought they were. Or maybe they turn a corner, but it's too late for in their season for them. Um, but Carolina 3,700 could be a dart throw here at defense. Um, down a little farther, I don't see anyone else. So that'd probably be the farthest I go. I have been yeah. playing the Steelers defense a lot, but they're not on the slate. So they play tomorrow night. Yep. What do you like in that game tomorrow night? Um, hmm. Cleveland's home. Not sure what the spread is. I think maybe the Browns are feared, but I think two and a half it was last I saw. But I, I think I think the Steelers' defense can continue to dominate, but at the same time, I think the Browns' defense is going to have a good game. Yeah, Cleveland by three. I'm not, I wouldn't bet either side, but I can definitely see a low-scoring game. That would be my prediction. Yeah. I just think that Pittsburgh's D, I don't know why. I feel like they're underrated. Um, and then ever since they've gotten Fitzpatrick, they've been playing solid back there, and he's been playing unbelievable. I am surprised the Browns are favored by a field goal. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if I had to pick, I, I would probably take the Steelers. Um, I think everyone's still on a Browns hype train, and they got a win last week heart, barely against the Bills. If it wasn't for awful coaching, the Bills probably would have won that game. And Hauschka missed a couple kicks. Hauschka missed a couple kicks. So, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Vegas is just on the Browns. 
Um, okay, so any any bets this week you got? Yeah, so I had a couple bets I liked. Uh, it was over in the Bucks and the Saints game. So we, you know, we got road Drew Brees in play. As Nick mentioned, he hasn't really been too successful going up on the road in Tampa. I just think that the Bucks defense has been better in the past when they've played against Breeze, and now their secondary is just totally awful. So, and and I like Winston and the Bucks to have success too going up against the Saints. And as I mentioned before, Marshawn Lattimore has a hamstring injury, isn't going to play. So I like the over fifty, and then you could even tease it with the over in the Chiefs and the Chargers game playing in Mexico City on Monday night. Over under of fifty two. You just love betting the Chiefs every single week. It's I mean, a Chiefs bet. Either I'm it's them over. or it's over. <laughs> it's them in the game every single week. I I don't know. I, I like I don't I'm probably gonna stay away from the Chiefs Chargers game, Mexico City, the altitude, all that good stuff. I don't know what I'm just gonna stay away from that one. You remember the last Chiefs game in altitude? Yeah, what happened? It was the classic game they had last year with the Rams. I think it was what, fifty five to fifty two? I think it was a Monday night game as well, or Sunday night or a Monday night game. Wait, where was it? It was in Mexico City. It was? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'll and Mahomes look. looks good, baby. 446 yards, I mean, but they stud. still lost. It's a stud. Uh, my bet that I like for the week is the Falcons, um, Card- or Falcons-Carolina game. My brain is fried, by the way. Two-month-old. I am absolutely – my brain is like – a freaking sponge right now. Um, Atlanta, Carolina. I like that game to go over 49 and a half. Tease it with maybe Tyler's pick or two, three team teaser there. Um, but I, I like that. I like that fast paced game. I think both offenses are going to be able to score. Um, Atlanta should be able to score on the ground. And then I like Carolina through the air. So um, over 49 and a half or tease it down in that game for me. Um, you can be doing DFS tomorrow night tonight when this pod comes out some thursday night slate um yeah i'll probably throw in some entries i haven't done too much research for that game yet but um we got the playoffs in fantasy football coming up in week 14 so a little tip for you guys go to the waiver wire figure out if you're gonna make the playoffs and you feel pretty good about your team making the playoffs go find a defense that has a good matchup in week 14 pick them up before your opponents do and it'll give you a uh, a little edge there in week 14 and then you could even look at weeks 15 and week 16 yeah always look ahead always look ahead with defenses because if you can pick them up you know if you got a defense you're playing this week look at already next week and see who was playing and pick that defense up because you know come waiver wire time that's when everyone starts to do their research for that upcoming week do it now um, and there's a couple of good defensive options. Um, I picked up the Steelers a few weeks ago in most of my leagues. They're probably taken now just because they've been so hot, but they have an awesome schedule in the fancy playoffs. And then another team that has a really nice schedule is the Packers and then the Browns as well. So so those are three options if if they're available on the uh, waiver wire. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else for we out here? That's it. Good luck in week 11. Good luck in week 11. Let's get it. See you.